This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Hasn't he been good? You know, he, he's, he's helping us a whole lot more than we think. You know that? We're not even aware of it. And he's there. Hallelujah. And there's some things that you have avoided altogether just because he's been there. Hallelujah. Because somebody, maybe somebody prayed for you and you didn't even know it. Somebody that yielded themselves to the Holy Ghost and God was able to use them to pray for you. Do you know that God has people in, in the body that are, are, are called to pray? And there are actually those that, that, that pray all day. Hallelujah. For other people. Not for themselves, but for other people. Isn't that a great thought? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you guys hungry tonight? You didn't eat supper? I'm just kidding. Are you hungry for something from heaven? Hallelujah. You know, utterance is not just up to the preacher, you know. It's up to how hungry the people are that are there. You know, I'm here with you to get something from heaven. Not just, you know, I'm not just here to get something for you. I'm here to get something for me, praise the Lord. You know, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a day when we get together as the body of Christ that we shouldn't expect God to show up. And why would I say that? Well, you know, I say that all the time. But, you know, the Word says there were two or three are gathered in His name. Guess what? He's there. And that ought to change our view of what can happen when we get together. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm expecting great things. And let's pray and let's just get into what I think that the Lord has put on my heart for tonight. Father, hallelujah, we're so grateful, hallelujah, for the blood of Jesus. For your amazing grace, for your goodness towards us. That you actually loved us so much that you were willing to send Jesus as a ransom so we could be set free. He gave his life that we might have life and we're so grateful, Father. And we know, Father, that your word is true and where we, when we get together, Father, in, your, in the name of Jesus, you and or Jesus is here, hallelujah. And you guys are one, so that means you are here, hallelujah. So we thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. We thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit. And I ask, Father, for utterance from heaven tonight to, to speak from your heart, Father, to us what you want us to get for this hour, for right now. Things, Father, that will help us to step into your plans and your purposes for our lives for now. Hallelujah. Because you have great plans for us, Father. Hallelujah. You have great plans for each and every one of us, Father. And this is a great hour for the church. Hallelujah. This is a great hour because Jesus is about to come back. This is a great hour, hallelujah, for us to walk in the fullness of what you have provided for us, Father, in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. So, Father, we ask you humbly for unction, Father. We know that we can do nothing without you, but with you and with your grace and with your anointing, Father, we can get exactly what we need for now. Hallelujah. And we thank you beforehand, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory be to God. You can, you can pray yourself happy. Hallelujah. Did you know that? You know, I was, you know, I'd been, you know, of course, preparing today and, and I have like 11 pages of notes. And then I was starting to get some other stuff, you know, after you kind of get your stuff when you just like, you just, you know, okay, Lord, what do we want to talk about? And there's some things that, that I want to talk about first before I get to my notes. And that is because of the times we're living in. Hallelujah. This is, I know it, this is the greatest hour of the church. Yeah. And I do not care 
what anybody says or whatever you hear, this is the time for the church to make a great impact. And I believe as a nation and as a church, we have turned a corner. We've turned a corner. And I don't care what the news outlets say. I don't care because they do not know the truth. I know what the Holy Ghost is saying, and he's saying this is a time in the next few years, it's a time for the church to do exploits, to do exploits and turn our nation upside down for Jesus. Did you know that you have the spirit of the living God living on the inside of you? And you have the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead residing in you, and he is ready to do some things. And I'm telling you what, you know, what has happened in America, and I believe this as I've been, you know, praying about these things, is that the church woke up. The church woke up because of persecution, because, you know, things are like, well, it doesn't look as easy as it did before. We see that there's some, there's some pressure against the church, and it made the church get on her knees and pray. And guess what? It's working. It's working. You know, because the thing is, you know, when the Bible says, if you humble yourself and pray, God will hear. Guess what? He has heard the prayers of the church. And now it is up to us individually to get our ears perked so we can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I believe he's saying that the Lord Almighty has heard your prayers. And I'm ready to move. I'm ready to do something. So don't look at what the news outlets are telling you. Because they're trying to get your eyes off of what I'm doing. Because, you know, the devil is loud. What is the, the, the word t- tells him he is like a roaring lion. But a roaring lion is loud. Didn't pastor talk about that? You were down in Zambia or whatever. It is. You can hear the lion. It gets your attention. He is like one of those, but don't listen to him because he's trying to get your focus away from what God is doing, and that's a problem. Because before you know it, you're looking so much at that that you believe what that is saying instead of what God is saying, and you're going to miss out on what God wants to do through you and through the church. That's why he's so, he wants to get your attention. He wants to keep you busy. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. Just so you would not take time to listen to the Holy Ghost. But there are people all over this nation that are listening to the Holy Ghost. There are people all over this nation. Amongst us, we have started praying. We've started seeking God. Hallelujah. And he is listening and he's answering our prayers. God is going to change this. You watch. You watch and see what God is going to do over the next few years in this nation. I'm telling you, God is moving because his church, I mean, the church in America, you can say what you want, but it's probably one of the most trained churches in the earth because of the word that has gone out. There's so much word here. It's like people are getting fat off of the word, but then finally they started exercising and started praying. And that woke him up. And you know what happens when you pray? God hears and he moves. It makes tremendous power available. It makes tremendous power available. And that's what's happening. It's happening in our nation right now. And if you don't see it, well, maybe you need to turn off Facebook. Or maybe you need to turn off. Because the thing is, there's so much stuff. You know, I I just actually, I just deleted that that app off of my phone. Sorry, Facebook. I'm not preaching your case tonight. And I probably never will. But... (laughs) 
But it's, the thing is that there's so much stuff that is trying to get your attention. And, and on my Facebook, there's preachers from everywhere. Because all the people that I know are usually ministers or they're in church or whatever, and they all post stuff, great stuff, but it's just something here, something here. Oh, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good, good. Yeah, but what are you supposed to be listening to right now? You're not supposed to listen to all the voices out there. You're supposed to listen to the Lord and say, okay, who am I supposed to follow and stay there? Don't go everywhere because you will never be effective if you go everywhere. You need to get what God needs you to get for right now because the hour is so urgent. It is so urgent. God needs to get your attention because he has. You know, we've been talking about the plans of God for your life. We have a small groups now talking about, you know, how to find a call of God on your life. Why? Why do you think that is? It's so that you can find your place and stay there and be effective at what God has called you to do because there's no insignificant calls. And everybody is called to be a significant impact wherever they're placed in the body, wherever that is. And so we, we, if, if we get distracted, we're going to lose out on some things that God has for us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And that's, we're not going to have that, are we, in this, in this place and in this hour. We are going to do... <laughs> we're going to do everything that God has called us to do, aren't we? In grand style. Hallelujah. You're going to make an impact. Hallelujah. Not just in, 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 in your generation, but it's going to be in generations to come because your children are going to be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. Well, you know, Jesus is coming back soon. Yes, they've said that for 2,000 years, and it might, it's closer now than it has been. I don't know how long it is. Some people say a few years. I mean, I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. What matters is that we get busy doing. The pastor had on this cap yesterday. He said, look, busy. Jesus is coming. <laughs> we just need to be busy about what God has asked us to do. Hallelujah. And I think one of the greatest things that I'm seeing is this distraction going on. You know, it's just, it's everywhere. And before we know it, it just wears us out. And you get to the end of the day and you don't have any more energy. You just go to bed. And then we do it all over again. Well, God needs to get our attention. And we need to guard our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to guard our hearts. Praise the Lord. We could go home now and be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are we excited in this place? You know, we're going to have some, you know, I might have some crowd, crowd participation before we're done tonight. I'm just like, I'm not just doing this on my own here. Come on. You know, because, you know, we need, you know, it's what Brother Hagin said. It's the word that you get excited about that'll work for you. Hallelujah. Why is that? Well, because when you get excited, it, it, actually, it actually shows that you're believing it. <laughs> the word of God is good news. It is great news. Hallelujah. He has redeemed you. He has set you free. He has actually giving you the same inheritance that he gave to Jesus. You've been joined to him and you've been seated at the right hand of the Father in a place of great authority. And so getting back to this place of prayer, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> uh, I've started praying a little bit more in the Holy Ghost lately and I'm telling you what, it's amazing what God can do when he gets your head out of the way and you just pray. It's amazing what God can do for you and for your house and for people you don't even know when you would just yield yourself to him and pray. I think praying in the Holy Ghost is probably one of the most neglected things in the body of Christ. 
We know about it. And we know that the word says that we're speaking mysteries. We're speaking to God himself. Well, that ought to just be thrilling. Hallelujah. That you can speak and you can, you can communicate with the, the, the creator of heaven and earth in tongues. Hallelujah. And you can pray out things. And the thing is, there are some things that you will never step into and do for Jesus unless you pray in the Holy Ghost. There's some things that you're not going to dare step into unless you pray it out in the Holy Ghost that you get to a place where you actually get in the Spirit and He can talk to you and you will know some things. For instance, there's one thing I remember first time I was asked to, to teach a class down in Kenya. Uh, you know, it's a 15-hour class and if you haven't done that before, you know, it's kind of intimidating, at least it was to me. And so I was just like, but I I'd already knew before I was asked that I was supposed to do it because... The Lord impressed on me, if he asks you to do that, do it. Well, makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? When you already know on the inside that you are supposed to do it if somebody asks. You don't even have to go ask. No, no, they, they ask you because you already prayed. And you know, you see, the thing is that, that, that praying in the Holy Ghost is like laying out the train tracks for your life. There are some things, and I believe this wholeheartedly, there are some things that people haven't seen in their lives because they haven't prayed in the Holy Ghost. They haven't prayed out the plan of God, as, as we like, like to say it. And, and because of it, it seems like they've been speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word, but there's no breakthrough. Well, I know the breakthrough is going to come if you would just yield yourself to the Holy Ghost and pray, 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 pray. And it doesn't necessarily have to be hours a day, but it has to be some time that you set apart to seek the Lord and pray. Actually take the Bible for what it says. You know, Paul, what, what Paul said, I pray more in tongues than you all, than all of you. That's a pretty bold statement. You know, he was around a lot of people that was very sincere about following God. He says, I pray in tongues more than you all. And he talked about, you know, how to use tongues in, in a service and stuff like that, you know, and, and, and stuff. But he said that I pray in tongues more than you all. And I'm telling you what, when you start praying in tongues, then you're going to start, you know, because there is something called, you know, the devil is moving as well as God is moving, right? And he's trying to hold you back from doing what God has called you to do. It's just the way it is. It's not spooky. It's not whatever. It's just that he is in this world. And you can see it more than ever now. You know, you can see it in people's lives and you can see it in how he, he's more out in the open, you know, because wickedness is rampant. So you can see that he is moving. But God is also moving, but he won't move unless somebody prays. You know, there's some things that need to be moved so that the plan of God can come to pass in your life. Did you know that? You know, the devil is afraid of you. And he, is, he has kept this on a down low so that people don't talk about praying in tongues as much and they, they don't do it so that the power is not available for what God wants to do. There's some things we have to pray out in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And that can happen if you just, you know, you, you can just start at home 15 minutes a day or something. Just set some time aside and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in faith, knowing that you are making tremendous power available, knowing that the Spirit of Almighty God is praying for what is needed for right now. For right now. And you will see as you start doing it, it's going to get fun. People saying, oh, prayer, well, that's not fun. That is just, you know, it's, 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 it's boring. But when God starts to show you things regarding your future and regarding your kinfolks and stuff like that, 
it becomes fun. When you start to see things break through in your life that you, you, you couldn't even believe for, well, that's fun. Hallelujah. When you take hold and you pray, and it's like it's, like, it's not even you praying, it's like the Holy Ghost is just gushing forth out of your insides, that's fun. And you get into a place where your mind is finally quiet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know your mind is so active? It is ridiculous. And we reason and we reason and we reason it to death again and again. Sometimes you just have to just like, okay, I'm not going to think about anything right now. I'm just going to pray. And your mind will tell you all kinds of stuff. It'll tell you that you're just, you're just talking rubbish. I mean, you know, you just wasted time. But you're not wasting time. You're actually doing something that is extremely valuable. And even if you don't feel nothing when you start, just set aside some time and do it. It's the doer of the word that is blessed. Hallelujah. There's some things that will just break in your life. Things that have been messing with you and that have been holding you back for years, the Holy Ghost will be able to just break off because you prayed. Hallelujah. And none of this was in my notes, in case you were wondering. It is so important to pray. I mean, with, with the major decisions in my life, I prayed. And, 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 and gotten to a place where it's just quiet. And the thing is, when it's quiet, you hear God so clearly. Because it, He's always trying to communicate to His children. He's always trying to keep you safe. He's always trying to guide you in the way that you should go. He's a loving Father. And He has given us this gift. Hallelujah. To empower the church for what you're supposed to do in life. Praise the Lord. It's quiet in here. I know it's because you're listening. Hallelujah. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you know, you can see God is moving in our nation. But He wants to move in your life too. More than He has. I'm not saying that you're not praying in the Holy Ghost, but I'm saying that we could all do it more. We could set time aside, spend time with Him. You know, it's like, you know, remember, you know, and, and you know, praying and also just spending time worshiping Him. Spending time praising the Lord. You know, like in Acts chapter 13, you know, Paul and Barnabas and some guys, they were just ministering to the Lord. Maybe we need to get together sometimes and just minister to the Lord. You and some couple of friends. Yeah, take time out of our busy schedule. Just minister to the Lord. How about that? <laughs> you know, the Word says that we should have psalms and spiritual songs when we get together. You know, the reason why we're carnal is because we haven't made the, the choice to do those things. A lot of people say, well, I mean, that's, that's a little bit overboard. I don't have time for that. Well, guess what? If you don't have time, you won't experience it either. I think the thing is that it would, it would pay great dividends to do it because then you wouldn't have to deal with all this other stuff. 
that has had, had a chance to take root in your life because God hasn't been able to invade that place yet and you haven't seen how to deal with it, it would, it, it would, it would actually release a lot of time for you if you did. You know, we, we, we say this all the, you know, we give you everything. <laughs> if it fits in my schedule. Oh my goodness, I said it. If it fits in my schedule, I give you everything if I can do this and that first. <laughs> what is first in the morning? What is first in the morning? Hallelujah. When you wake up, what is the first thing on your mind? You know, we can, we can, we can turn the tide easy. It's so easy to do it. Hallelujah. Because it's just a decision away. It's not hard at all. God is just waiting to move in our lives. But he's waiting. He has to be first. Did you know that? Because he is first. <laughs> he's not second. He will never be second. But he will always be first. So when you put him first, things are in order. And things will start to move like they should. Because now you are putting him first. Now you are seeking him first. And guess what? All these things shall be added unto you if you will seek him first. And that doesn't, it doesn't say for hours. It says first. You know, it doesn't say that you have to, to pray in the Holy Ghost for an hour in the morning and then read the scriptures for an hour in the morning and then praise and worship for an hour. It doesn't say that. It says first. Well, we can all do that, can't we? Just put him first. And when you do, things are in order and he will move. He will show up. Because he always watches over his word to perform it. Always. Hallelujah. And he's not slack regarding his promises either. No, no. No, he watches over it. And then we put him first. I mean, you, you will see some things move and change so quick. So quick, because, you know, the thing is that God might, might want to do some things, but he cannot ever go against his word. He can't. It's impossible for him to do anything but what the word says. Did you know that? So that's why, you know, we have to get in agreement with him. And that's why it's so important to get in the word and see, okay, how, how does he think? How does God think? How does, how, how, who is he? How does he function? And then you start to learn and you start to see. Paul's talking about the renewing of the mind. He's talking about the word being able to save your soul. You know, it changes the way you think so you can get in agreement with God. And then so when you, it's, it says that the entrance of the word gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. And I'll tell you what, in, in some of these things, we are a lot simpler than we think. And so the word comes in, we get in there, and, and, and we start to see who we are, and we start to get in agreement with him, and we start to act on the word like it's actually, actually true, things will start to happen. Things will start to move. You know, it's another thing here that I was thinking about. Paul, we're talking to Timothy, you know, he was a, a true son in the faith, he said. And he told Timothy... You know, he, he said that there are vessels of honor and there are vessels for dishonor. And he said, you know, he said, you know, you sanctify yourself, you know, so you can be a vessel of honor. 
you know, and one of, the, one of the ways that you do that is that you get the word out and you see how God is and how God operates. And also you find out who you are and what Jesus has done for you so that you can get your mouth in agreement with him instead of what you see or experience right now. For instance, where do we go here? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, let's go to 1 Timothy 4.15, I think it is. Either first or second. We'll find out here in a minute. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. 1 Timothy. Let's start in 4.14. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophet by prophecy, by the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. He said, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. And regarding to, you know, you might not be a minister or whatever, but, but you are a called one. And there's a gift in you. And I would say, do not neglect the gift that is in you. Meditate on the things that God has told you about what he has done for you, who he has made you. Get in the word and find out. Hallelujah. Meditate on it. Give yourself completely to it. In other words, put God first and what he has called you to do first before everything else. First means first. Hallelujah. We could stay here for a long time. Because I think we've kind of maybe fallen a little short of that. But you know, regardless of that, hallelujah, we are where we are. Hallelujah. And God has blessed us tremendously. But why I'm, I'm, I'm pointing these things out, because there's so much more that he wants to do. And he wants to do through the church. Hallelujah. And after we put him first, and one of the things that you do is you get in the word. And, you know, the thing is, you know, you hear a great message. You hear about what God has done for you. For instance, you know, you hear that God wants to bless you. You know, let's just say a, a you know, like in Malachi chapter 3. You know, you hear that if you bring the, your, your ties into the storehouse, you know, you put God first. You know, that's another way to put God first. And he says that, let me just read it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 3.10, Malachi 3.10, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. All right, so... Maybe you have brought the tithes into the storehouse and you have put God first in this area and then you haven't seen the results that you want. You haven't seen that, 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 that he has rebuked the devourer for your sakes. You haven't seen that you have so much there will not be room enough to receive it. Hallelujah. And the devil will try to tell you it doesn't work. The devil will try to tell you, well, you know, you've tried this, 
but it doesn't work for you. I don't know why it doesn't work for you, but for you it doesn't seem to work. It might work for other people, but for you it doesn't work. So why spend time in the morning in the Word? Because the thing is that when He comes with those things, what you have been settled in the Word, what you have found in the Word about what God has said about you is the only thing that's going to fight Him off. Because they're putting him first. He's, he's helping you by having you put him first. Did you know that? It's not just because he wants to say, well, you have to do this, this, this. No, no. He's helping you. He's helping you to get in you what you need to succeed in life. Did you know that you need money in this world? You need money. You need stuff to do what God has called you to do. It's like a missionary. Can't get on the, on, at, at the airport and, 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 and get the ticket counter and... and give the lady behind her a hug and think he gets a ticket. No, it's going to take money. It's going to take the blessing of the Lord manifest in your life. This goes with guarding your heart. It goes with putting in your heart what needs to be there for you to succeed in life. He said, you know, the writer of Proverbs said, guard your heart above all else. For out of it spring the issues of life. He said, guard your heart. So don't look at what it says about, oh, financial deficits here and there and people are losing their jobs here. And it's like, don't look at that. Just shut it down and look to the word and see what has God said about me. He has, for instance, said that if I will bring him the first fruits of all of my increase, guess what? My barns will be filled with plenty. With plenty. More than enough for every good work. And the thing is that if you haven't spent time in the Word, you don't know how to fight the devil. Because he will come. Just like he did to Jesus, he will come. And how did Jesus fight him off? He said, it is written. He said, it is written. It is written. So what you get in your personal devotion time with God is going to help you to fight the good fight of faith. Because there is a negative influence in this world. Have you noticed? And there's some things that you're going to have to fight off to get to the promised land. And you've all been in Numbers 13, haven't you? I don't know how many times we've preached on that because it's so fitting about Israel going into the promised land. Have you ever read the story? Well, only two people went in. Only two. And why was that? Because they had been talking about God, how big he is, and how he wants them in there. And they've been meditating on what God had said and how big God is and that we're going to do this. And what was their response? You know, they went in, they sent, they sent 12 spies in there. Ten of them actually died by the plague after because they had a bad report. Only two of them went into the promise. And it was the only two people besides the ones that were under 20 years old. And their response when they heard unbelief was, stop, stop. Let's go up at once because we are well able to overcome. We are well able to overcome. And that well able to overcome is only going to get in you 
if you get in the word and renew your mind. This is the second half of putting God first. You know, it's only the word will put that faith in you. And you will need it. I'm telling you, you are going to need it to fulfill what God has called you to do. This hour is the greatest hour, like we said in the beginning here, of the church ever. But for you to inherit your promised land, you're going to have to renew your mind. And that's why we have to be so careful about what we let in. Because there's a lot of negativity out there. And you are the guardian of your mind and your heart. Nobody can do that for you. You're going to have to make up your mind that, you know what? I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to shut that off. And I'm going to get in the word. And I'm going to feed on what God has promised me. Because the thing is, God's spirit is in you. Like I told you in the beginning. You know, the thing is that you can hear Pastor Mike preach the most amazing message of what God has done for you, that he's for you, that he is in you, and that there's nothing you can't do for God. But unless you go home and you watch what comes in your ears and your eyes, it's going to be very hard for you to walk in faith. It's going to take more than just coming to church and hearing a message that is true in every way. But it's going to take more than that for, it, for you to be able to battle all the other negative stuff that comes in. Because everything that comes in will go to your heart and it will make you go one way or the other. Because your heart is just good ground. It'll produce whatever you put in there. It'll just grow it. Whatever it is, if it's a bad report, it'll grow it. Until you're so fearful, you don't know what to do. And then you're confused, and then you have unrest in your home, regardless of the fact that Jesus said, My peace I give unto you. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's why you need to guard your heart. Because you can look at all the stuff that is this happening, and you won't feel like any of the Bible is true at all. The only thing that's going to get you in line with God is to agree with Him and speak His Word. You know, that, that, that's the beginning. You know, we've talked about how important it is to speak the Word. And that's like, you know, that's like the ABCs of faith. It's like you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. And the believing in your heart will come from you feeding on the word. Or you believe whatever else you put in there. <laughs> and he will speak that end result. But I mean, it's like, well, it's not all going to change just because I say it. Well, if, if faith can't even move your mouth, it can't, won't move anything else in your life either. It's going to have to start there. If it can't even move your mouth, well, guess what? You're going to be defeated. And so you can start to move. The thing is that when you start moving, your, you have, oh, the voice of a righteous person lifted up in faith, heaven stands at attention. You get God's attention and all of the angels are like, what was that? That was faith. Let's go. Let's go. You have no idea how much you can accomplish with faith in your heart. And that faith will only come from the Word of God, inspired by the Holy Ghost. So when you, and the thing is, but it starts with you putting Him first and honoring God for who He is.
And when you do, praise the Lord. Oh, my goodness, things are going to start changing in your life. I tell you what. Hallelujah. He's so good and he's so merciful. And I'm telling you what, regardless of what you have done up until now, forget about it. What you do tonight and tomorrow morning is going to determine the rest of your life. You can change things around in a moment's time. And you know, the thing is, putting God first is just a heart thing. It's right in here. And you can make that switch, and you're right on track. And I don't care. I have done detours like you wouldn't believe. Years. But God is merciful. And the thing is, when God gave you <laughs> your assignment in the earth, he knew about all that. He knew about all that. Still, he called you. It's like you can look at yourself like, I have goofed up so many times. Still, he called you. Still, hallelujah. He knew about all that. And he hasn't changed his mind. You know he's not known to change his mind? You know that he is not known to change his mind? And that is for you as well. He hasn't changed his mind about you. He loves you the same now as he did the first day that you he <laughs> the first day that you met him and you realized that he loved you that same love is there right now and he knew about all the stuff that you were going to do what you didn't do he knew all of that but still he called you and that gives can give you great confidence that you can still fulfill everything that he's called you to do in grand style you should say that every day. I'm going to fulfill what God has called me to do in grand style. And then I'm going to do a victory lap just because I want to. Because God is big enough to do that. You think he's big enough? He can do over and above anything you could ask for or imagine. Oh, he's so good. He's so merciful. And we can see that in our nation right now. He's merciful. There's been a lot of stuff that's been going on that has been hidden for a long time. It's coming up to the surface and things are getting cleaned out. It's because God is merciful. He has plans for this nation. This nation said that we are one nation under God. This nation called on the name of the Lord. They have in God we trust on our money. Hallelujah. God has big plans for this place. Hallelujah. And we're going to fulfill everything that he's called us to do in grand style, aren't we? Yes, we are. We're going to see some amazing things happen through Fellowship Church. Did you know that? All the things that God has spoken over this church for decades is going to come to pass. It is. Because he is able to do everything that he, has called, uh, that he has called us as a church to do. And it's going to be through his grace and his anointing and his ability. And the thing is that when we, we, just, we just put him first, we make more of him in our lives, then he's going to show up in grandstand. And I believe we're going to get a turnaround in an influx of people and the effectiveness of ministry that we've never seen the likes of. And you're going to see breakthroughs in your life like you've never seen before because God is faithful to his word. 
And that's one thing that I was impressed to say is that hold fast the confession of your faith. Don't let go of what you've been speaking over your lives, over, over situations. Do not change because God is faithful. It says, talks about in Hebrews chapter 10, you have endurance so that you will see the end result. Well, keep on speaking the word. I have seen things in, in, in my life. It took a lot longer than I thought, but then suddenly things changed. Suddenly things changed. God is the God of suddenlies. And he will move in spectacular ways because you did not back off. And the only way he can do that is if you don't back off. You just keep speaking the word. You keep rejoicing in the word. You keep speaking the word. You keep praying in the Holy Ghost. You don't let up. You keep on moving. And guess what? The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. There might be some things that have tried to hold you back, but they will not be able to hold you back any longer. Because you didn't give up. Hallelujah. And God will give you the strength to do it. Hallelujah. If you just look to him. And if you're tired, if you think it's been going on for a long time, guess what? There is grace. Hallelujah. For those that have just come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. Because we all have those, don't we? We all have those. Hallelujah. But God will show up in grand style when we just look to Him. And that's what I wanted to just encourage you about today is just believe that He is as big as He says He is for you in your life. Meditate on the gravity of His person. Hallelujah. Get in the Word and see what He's done. Meditate on what He has done for you in the past. He's going to do even greater things in the future. I'm so excited about what God has for us as a church and for me individually. And I'm excited for you guys. Hallelujah. Because God has some great things for you. And if I can encourage you one thing, one more thing, hallelujah. And it's just a practical thing. And I've said this I don't know how many times. Is that develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Just start praising God for what you have right now. Don't focus on the things that you don't have right now. Focus on the things that you have. Focus on the, th on the fact that I'm still here. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank Him for your family. Rejoice in the fact that you have family, that you have somebody that cares about you. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the fact that you have a roof over your head. It might not be the roof you want, but you have one. Rejoice. Hallelujah. More than anything that you're going to heaven. Because the thing is that heaven, it's a long time. Eternity is a very long time. And regardless of what you've gone through down here, hallelujah, there's some smiling faces waiting for you when you get to the other side. People that fought the good fight of faith and are there ready to welcome you. Hallelujah. And you can also thank God that there is a great cloud of witnesses of those that have gone before that are rooting for you. 
people that know you, that are now in heaven, that know, hallelujah, what we can do, that know the power of God like you've never known it, that are rooting for you because they can see the call of God on your life. They can see the potential in your life and they're rooting for you. You can rejoice in that. And the more you rejoice in those things, hallelujah, the more you will increase your capacity to receive from heaven. Hallelujah. And you will start to see clearly. You know, Abraham in, in Romans chapter 4 talks about he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Until he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he said he was going to do. He rejoiced in the words that God was telling him. Hallelujah, your descendants are going to be more than the stars in the sky. They're going to be more than the sands, grain of sand on the seashore. He rejoiced in those things. And guess what? He did become the father of many nations. Even though he was too old and Sarah's womb was dead. God did the impossible. Because he rejoiced. Hallelujah. In the promises of of God and he will do the same for you can you say amen that's just some practical advice that's not that hard to do hallelujah just have a pot of coffee and you're ready to go hallelujah get you perked up <laughs> praise the Lord hallelujah well that's all I got I think so let's pray hallelujah thank you Lord for your word Hallelujah, your holy written word, Father. It is life to us. Hallelujah. It is life to us, Father God, and health to all of our flesh. Father, your word gives understanding. Your word, Father, gives light and understanding. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory, Father, for this hour that we are in. Hallelujah. It's a great hour. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, it's a great hour. Hallelujah. And Father, give us eyes that see, ears that hear, Father God, the wooings of your spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, you have great things ahead for us. Hallelujah. For each and every one of us, Father God, you have great things in store. And Father, we ask for your help. We ask for your help, Father. Hallelujah. Because we know we can't do anything without you father and as we humble ourselves under your mighty hand father you will give us the grace and the ability father to do everything that you have called us to do father in grand style hallelujah father to be a good head of our homes hallelujah to be the husbands that we need to be father to be the daddies that we need to be hallelujah to be the employees and the employers that we need to be father Hallelujah. There's a grace, Father, for everything that we do in life. Hallelujah. And Father, help us. Help us, Father, to see what we should do and what we shouldn't do, Father. What is important in this hour? What we need to do. Help us, Father, to use our time wisely for you. Hallelujah. Our, our, our time wisely for you because we recognize, Father God, that we only have so many hours in the day where we have full focus. Hallelujah. And help us to use those hours well. Help us, Father, to navigate life like you want us to, Father God. We acknowledge your Holy Spirit, Father. He lives in us. He leads and guides us into all truth, Father. And we have a purpose to listen to him.
And help remind us, Father, to check in with you throughout the day, Father. Hallelujah. To know what you want us to do, Father, and how we, you want us to do it, Father. And what will be the most efficient for now. And Father, we know that as we look to you, hallelujah, as we acknowledge you in all of our ways, Father, you will direct our paths. Hallelujah. And as you do, Father, we will walk out your plans and your purposes for us, Father, perfectly and accurately. Glory be to God. And we will walk in the blessing, Father, that you have for us. We'll walk in the light. We'll walk in the provision, Father, that comes from heaven. Hallelujah. In what you've already seen ahead and made provision for, Father, as we walk with you, as we acknowledge you, Father, we will, hallelujah, bump into the blessings that you as a good Father already have prepared for us to bump into. Hallelujah. And as we do, Father, we will walk from light to light, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And your power and your anointing and your presence will be manifest in our lives at a greater and greater and greater and greater measure. Hallelujah. And we'll find ourselves, Father, in this place of joy, in this place of peace, and in this place of your provision, Father. And people will look at us and they will call us blessed because Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. They will look at us, Father, and know that there is a God. Hallelujah. There is a God. Hallelujah. And Father, we'll be able, ha, 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 all will be able to share your goodness, Father. Hallelujah. With them. And Father, for this we give you glory. For this we give you praise, Father. We could do none of it without your help. We could do none of it, Father, without your grace. And so we're forever grateful, Father, that you looked to us and you said, I love them. And I'm going to call them into the fellowship of my son. Hallelujah. To be with me forever. We're so grateful, Father, that you looked to us, that you chose us Hallelujah, you chose to love us, Father. And we didn't even know who you were. You chose us and you called us, Father. And we're so grateful and we're so thankful, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. And Father, may our lives bring you great glory. May our lives, Father, the advertisement of how good you treat your kids. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Father. We love you so very much much hallelujah glory be to jesus hallelujah oh father thank you thank you thank you thank you in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah thank you lord jesus he's good isn't he he's good and he's faithful hallelujah well we're going to take up an offering before we leave tonight give you an opportunity to uh Bring the Lord first fruits of all of your increase. Hallelujah. The ushers are in the aisles if you need an envelope. And uh, for you that are watching online, there will be a deal on the screen. You can see what you can do to participate. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. So faithful. He's going to show himself faithful to you. Hallelujah. Faithful, faithful, faithful. You guys ready to give?
Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We love you so much, Father. And we just want to bring, Father, the first fruits of all of our increase. Hallelujah. We want to give to you because we acknowledge, Father, that without you we'd have nothing. And we're so grateful, Father, that we are able to, hallelujah, give. And, Father, we just ask that you will increase our capacity, Father, to give to you, hallelujah, so that we can, we can be more and more, Father, a part of what you are doing in the earth, Father God. And we thank you for the blessing of the tither upon our lives, Father. You do rebuke the devourer for our sake, Father God. Hallelujah. And you will, Father, pour us out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it because you watch over your word to perform it. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for the blessing. We thank you that you have given us power to get wealth, Father, so we can get this message preached in all the world. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your blessing upon us, for the blessing upon the church. Hallelujah. And that we have everything that we need, Father, for every good work. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You may pass the buckets. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I think we're pretty much uh, amongst our own here, but if you're watching us online and you don't know Jesus, I would just encourage you, hallelujah, to just call on his name. Because he said that if you call on his name, he will hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will hear you. Wherever you are, you can call on the name of the Lord right now. Hallelujah. He's been waiting for you for a long time. Hallelujah. And if you want to join me, hallelujah, I just want to, want to lead you in a prayer so that you can receive Jesus and all that he has for you right now. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you are Lord. And right now, I want, to, I want to make you my Lord and my Savior. And I receive your abundant mercy right now. I receive your love right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah is real friends he loves you so very much hallelujah and if you just said that prayer I'd, I'd like for you to contact us you know or at least find somebody that you know knows Jesus and find a church in your area where you can get connected and find out more about what it means to follow Jesus hallelujah because there is much to learn hallelujah praise the Lord hallelujah